The first month, my wife and I ever put a budget together. We felt so restricted by it. I remember we went shopping for new clothes on weekend and uh, after uh, looking around and finding some really good deals, we ended up putting our clothes back on the rack because if we bought them, no matter how cheap they were, they were gonna put us over the budget. And I just remember that restrictive feeling I felt because of our budget as we were putting our clothes back. Now look, the restrictive feeling is actually kind of a good thing in the sense that it keeps us from overspending, right? So in other words, if we planned on spending $200 on going out and uh, for some reason we spent $400, that restrictive feeling is gonna tell us that we're spending too much and that we should tone it down, right? We should stop spending. So, so this restrictive feeling is actually a good thing. But having this feeling, doesn't really have to uh, make us feel bad. It, it doesn't have to keep us from enjoying life. Let me explain. So let's assume that you budgeted $100 to go out to eat with friends or whatever, you went out to eat. And uh, you also budgeted $200 on clothing to buy new clothes throughout the month. So a couple weeks into the month, you look at your budget and you realize that you've already spent $150 on going out and you're planning on going out with friends this weekend, right? So what do you do about this? What, what do you do in this scenario? Well. You can look at this in one of two ways. First, you can look at it through what we will call the letter of the budget. In other words, in this scenario, you would tell yourself that the whole point of your budget is to make sure that you don't eat out more than $100 worth of uh, times uh, throughout the month. And because you've already gone over your budget, you have to cancel all your plans, you're horrible at budgeting, and you might as well buy ramen and eat ramen the rest of the month because you have to stay underneath $100, right? Now, I don't know about you, but if that sole purpose of a budget is to restrict me from what I can and cannot do, the budget's gonna get pretty old pretty soon, right? And, and it, for me at least, it'll feel like the budget isn't worthwhile. So there has to be a better way, there has to be a better option. So here's the other way you can look at it. It's called looking at the heart of your budget. See, the heart of your budget says that using a budget is not about what you can and cannot do or what you can and cannot spend, but rather it's ultimately about staying within your means each and every month. It's about getting to the end of the month and being able to tell yourself that, that you, you stayed within your budget, right? You didn't spend more than you actually could spend. And doing this is huge because if you can go a couple of months uh, staying within your budget, then you're gonna begin to see your credit card bills going down. Uh, you're gonna see your spending patterns begin to change. Uh, you're even gonna find that money stresses you out less and less and less, right? Budgeting is good for all these reasons. See, ultimately, using a budget leads us to a life of more freedom than we thought was ever possible. And this freedom is actually leading us to a life that will keep us away from debt, which in turn gives us even more freedom. See, if we approach our budgets through the letter of the budget, we're gonna lose motivation pretty quickly because all we're gonna think about is all the things that we're missing out on and all the things we have to sacrifice because of the budget. But if we approach our budgets through the heart of what it's trying to accomplish in our lives, right? The long-term benefits that will come with the sacrifices you're making now, then it becomes a little bit more worth it. You know, I think the same is true when it comes to our faith. Depending on how we look at our relationship with Jesus, we either feel very restricted or we find absolute life-giving freedom. And depending on which perspective we choose, we either walk away from Jesus altogether or we dive deeper in our relationship with Jesus. A couple years ago, I was having a conversation with a friend who was struggling with her faith. And when we talked about why, she told me that she felt like following Jesus demanded too much of her time. 
There were days when she just wanted to miss her small group so she could go to a baseball game or skip church on Sunday so that she could catch up on sleep. And, and she had convinced herself that having a relationship with Jesus restricted her from doing fun things in life. See, she was focused on the letter of her relationship with Jesus. On, she was focused on what she thought Jesus expected of her, rather than on the heart of her relationship with Jesus, or what the end goal of a relationship with Jesus is about. See, Jesus isn't asking us to be in a relationship with him so that he can keep us from fun stuff like athletic events or spending time with friends or even catching up on sleep. Jesus is not trying to restrict what we get to do or enjoy. So, so if Jesus isn't doing that, what's happening here? Which one is it? In John chapter 10, Jesus says this, I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. See, I'll give my friend this. She was right in the sense that a relationship with Jesus does require something of us. It requires time and commitment and even a willingness to show up when we don't feel like it. But here's what she missed. The point of having a relationship with Jesus is not that we will choose stuff like church over athletic events. The point of having a relationship with Jesus is about what happens to us when we're willing to place Jesus first in our lives. Listen to the way Dallas Willard says this. Not having a relationship with Jesus costs us abiding peace. It costs us a life, uh, penetrated, through, uh, a life penetrated throughout by love. It costs us faith that sees everything in light of God's overriding governance for good. Not having a relationship with Jesus costs us hopefulness that stands firm in the most discouraging of circumstances. It costs us power to do what is right and withstand the forces of evil. It costs us the abundance of life that Jesus says he came to bring us. See, choosing to not follow a budget because we feel restricted by it has the ability to rob us of a debt-free future in which we're in control of our money. And because we want a better future, a better financial future, we use a budget knowing that in the end it'll be worth it. And the same is true of our faith. Not following Jesus because we, we feel restricted by that relationship can cost us the opportunity to experience life abundantly. And yes, I know it's going to be difficult and time-consuming and it's going to require some sacrifices. But what we are moving towards, both the financial freedom with a budget and an abundant life in Jesus, they're both completely worth the sacrifices and the choices that we make along the way today. Friends, I know it's difficult, but trust me, it will be worth it. Will you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, I give you thanks. God, I pray that uh, as we journey through a life of budgeting, and also a life of deepening our faith. God, I pray that we may remember the ultimate goal, the heart of what we're doing here. God, budgets are not about what we can spend or not. Not about limiting the fun that I get to have. They're about placing me up for a better future. And so God, when I'm ready to, when I'm, I'm feeling ready to quit on a budget, Remind me of what I'm working towards. And God, I would say the same is true for our faith. 
in the moments when I'm willing to give up on our faith, on my faith journey because it's too difficult or too hard or demands too much of me. God, I pray that we may, may be reminded of the better future we are moving towards. Because God, that better future is completely worth it. God, I pray this in your most precious and most glorious name. Amen. Well, hey, I want to thank you for joining us. And I want to invite you before we leave to text the word GROW, G-R-O-W, and you'll get a, a text message back with a link to a home sheet. It's going to include the scripture we talked about, some questions, and even a, a, a challenge to live this out, this challenge out, um, this message out the following week. So uh, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, uh, remember, I love you, God loves you, and there's nothing you can do about it. I'll see you next week.